Hello, hello, hello. Here we go again. Two old guys on the back porch. He is Tequila Dan. That's me. I am Steve Scotch. And as always, we have the lovely and talented cat. That's C-A-T. Keeping this thing afloat. Cat, what's up? Hey, y'all. I hope y'all are having a wonderful fall. Um, we can be found on Spotify, Stitcher, Apple, Google, uh, Audible, and Amazon Music. We We're can also be found everywhere. on everywhere. Facebook and Instagram. And the two small towns that we are, we have two small towns today that we are shouting out. One is Lancaster, Virginia, on the Rappahannock River, Neil Kilmarnock. And the other is Studley, Virginia. That's on the other side of Hanover where the big brand new Virginia ABC store is being built. So give y'all a big cheer. All right. Heck yeah. Nothing wrong with a giant ABC warehouse. Nope. Just cut your phone on. Two old guys on the back porch were on there somewhere. Sponsor, sponsor, sponsor. We'll take some state money. Alcohol is, of course, the main reason we are here. Dan, what are you sipping today? I like them so good. Last week, I'm going to Majito. Majito. He named it something different. Yeah, Majito. The J Majito. is not silent in my world. The J is an H in that language. It's a good drink. I didn't mind it. Cat, what you got? I've got a lovely gin and tonic. Gin and tonic. It's still warm out here, so I can still drink it. All right. I'm just going with the brew today. It's, you know, Newcastle. The best beer ever brewed. No discussion needed. We got two drink alerts. Back in my day and crickets. If you hear one of those, turn it up. All right, today we're going to take a trip to Las Vegas. Vegas, Fabulous Las Vegas. Give me some other names of Vegas. It's got all kinds of tags, you know. Sin, sin, that's sin, one. Um, Gambling capital of the world. Uh where dreams go to die. <laughs> <laughs> the marriage capital of the world. Convention land. Who doesn't want to get married by an Elvis impersonator? Seems legit, right? Too many cocktails will get you to the chapel. All right. Las Vegas actually in Spanish means the meadows. And Vegas is not the capital of Nevada, by the way. It is... What's the capital of Nevada? Carson City. Carson City, correct. And it certainly damn sure ain't the Meadows. That's the middle of the desert. I know. I know why they got that, that tagline. I don't know. I guess to make to make people come, I don't, I don't know. It's located in what desert? The, the Mojave. Mojave. Dan's making up words all day long. You didn't take Spanish, did you, Dan? Yeah, actually, I speak Spanish very Fluid, fluently. It's, nothing. It's just a, it's a joke. The J's and the H's are messing you up. It is pretty cool flying in there because it's like an island of civilization in the middle of nowhere, isn't it? It's like oh, you're just, yeah. you just see nothing, 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 and there's a city right there in there's the middle. The it's pretty wild. There. Well, I couldn't afford to fly. I took a bus. Oh, I'm sorry. The same thing. When you come over the mountain, it's like, <laughs> bam! We've been in no man's land for four hours from L.A., God. and we pop the hill, and this thing just sprawls everywhere. An oasis in the middle of the desert. I don't know where they get the neon from. That's, that's incredible. I don't know where they get electricity from. It, it, I don't know. It, Our, go ahead. I can tell you from my experience, nobody leaves Vegas. 
a millionaire. Most people leave Vegas broken, hungover. Right. And that's when you're doing it right. Especially if you're that's what you're supposed life. to do. That's when you're doing it right. I don't know. My motto is you have to go once. If you've never been, if you can scratch up a little expendable cash, go out there. You, you've got to do it once. It's, it's that freaking awesome. I remember looking out the uh, hotel window, seeing the surrounding mountain ranges, and it, it was cool. It doesn't even look real, and it doesn't. It it looks like a postcard. I mean, and the weather, it's it's just mainly hot and dry. Is that all they get? They only get like twenty days a year of rain. Dude, sometimes. when you're in the casino, you're having fun and you're gambling and you're drinking. No matter what the temperature is. And you're like, hey, let's roll across the street to Caesars. And you walk outside and that heat hits you in the face. Yeah. It's not like this heat. It, it's, man. Yep. That'll make the alcohol take effect quick. I'm right. that the hard way. <laughs> All right. We didn't come here for no geography lesson. Let's get to the gambling and the prostitution. All right. First of all, Everybody out there, like I said, you got to go at least once. You've got to go. I mean, the gambling, the entertainment, the food, it's all top-notch. It is, but I I recommend people stay home and keep their money. I mean, it's nice to see the lights, but, dude, it will suck you in and rob you blind. Yeah. Especially when you're not a an experienced gambler, you know? Well, when me and Kat went, we had never been to a casino in our we life, no so clue. we were clueless. We had no... We had no clue. But, I mean, I actually sat down at the blackjack table, and I figured, shit, I could count to 21. I got this. And after about the fourth or fifth hand, the dealer looked at me, and she goes, you have no idea what you're doing, do you? And I said, you know what, you know what I told her? I said, I'm sitting in Vegas. I got a seven and seven in my hand, and I don't really care. I said, because, look... Now that I've been around the gambling block a little bit, you know, just set aside what you're going to blow. Just that's, I'm going to take 800 bucks into the casino tonight. I got 800 bucks. To some people, that's going to be a lot of money. To some people, that's nothing. But that's that's far as I'm going. When that 800 well, gone, 50, I'm out the door. And then I don't feel bad. Like, even damn. If even if it's 50, just set you a limit. That, right. That's, that's, that's your point. And, and that's the best advice you can give. Because I was leaving Vegas with my last 50 bucks in my pocket. I swore I would leave there with 50 on the way out the door, threw 50 on red, and we let, bam, come up red, give me my 100 bucks. And out the door you went. Got ready to leave, turned around. That was so easy. Threw oh, you on, did not. Threw you it on Double down. It's double down on it. Sorry. I left Vegas broken, hungover, I'm telling you. Well, that's the way you're supposed that, to do That's it. when you're doing it right. But, dude, they will give you anything you want as long as you're throwing that money down. They'll dude. copy you drinks, room. Dude. I got there at 2 o'clock in the morning after that freaking four-hour bus ride. <laughs> you took a bus to Vegas. That's I, awesome. I was, I was stationed in 29 Palms at the time. Uh, okay. so we just right. Anyway, we roll up, and I go, man, we're starving. So I go to a restaurant in the shithole hotel we're staying in. We're not staying in a decent hotel, motel, casino. It's just a dive shithole off of the old strip. Right. Go down there and get a New York strip steak, baked potato, all you can eat salad bar and iced tea for like five ninety nine. I'm like, this is this is not so. And, and the steak is incredible, the right. baked potatoes all so I asked the guy, I go, how, 
how is this possible, dude? He said, no, we lose money on every meal we serve. But, but we you're going to give it back. <laughs> he said, when you go through that door, you're going to give it back. And he was 100% correct. I paid about 300 bucks for that meal. Right. I don't know. One of the best meals we had was the, uh, what do you call it? Cafeteria. The, no, the buffet. The buffet. Buffet. The buffet at the Bellagio. I don't know if the corona has put an end to the buffet. I mean, as Kat knows, I'm a germaphobe anyway. Right. I don't. But this wasn't like a trough in no, the middle this... of a room and everybody's over there finger-fucking the spoons. This, this room at the Bellagio... That buffet, we almost didn't get it because the line every night was like all the way out the building. But maybe it was the third or fourth night or whatever. Right. We go downstairs and it was like four people there. We were like, let's do it. And that thing, I can't think of one food item they didn't have in there. They had breakfast, lunch, dinner, Mexican, Sushi. Italian, Chinese, <laughs> German. They had everything in that freaking place. I'll tell you something else I found out the hard way. I mentioned they'll comp you anything. I didn't know they would bring you free drinks when you gamble. Now, they're house drinks, and it's not the best liquor, but as long as you're throwing that money down, they'll bring it. Tipping Dude, the waitress, they'll bring it to you. You're right. Like I said, me and Kat, we're, we were virgins to the thing, and we go in there. We're, we're playing the penny slots, okay? We put $20. <laughs> and, and this girl. I am ruling kitty glitter. Oh, my God. Blue hair penny slots. <laughs> and, and, the little girls with the skirts on up to their hoo-hahs. I mean, as soon as you sit down, she's right there. And I just go, uh, bourbon and ginger. She's gone four minutes, comes back. You give her three or four bucks. Guess what? You don't have to le- get up the entire night. She's coming That's right it? to you and putting it in your hand. Because she knows you're really paying about ten fifty a drink Yeah. when you're putting it in. Well, me and Kat made the mistake of going to Charlestown after we went to Vegas. You know, because Charlestown, yeah, whatever, no, it's three yeah. hours from here, and it's a casino, and it's got a horse track, and I like to play the pony, so I thought it was a win-win, and that place is a dump-dump. And so we're there. Remember, we couldn't even hardly get a drink at right. the place. The dude, I walk over to order two drinks. He's like, uh, you can only uh, order one drink at a time. And Kat's sitting, like, at a table 10 feet behind me, and I had to get her drink, walk it over, go back up there. That place sucked well, beyond sucking. Well, I don't know. For some reason, the whole state of West Virginia is vitally afraid of, uh, what, fe- fetal alcohol syndrome or something. There's signs in every single place about, yeah. you know, don't drink while you're pregnant. I mean. I don't know. that. We've never gone back there and probably will not go back to Charlestown. But, again, we made the mistake of going to Vegas where, like Dan's saying, you walk in the room and everybody's being as nice as they can be. And we went in Charlestown and they were a bunch of rude assholes up there. I mean, the whole thing was a freaking joke. And then I'm like, where's the girls walking around with the free drinks? Yeah, well, she showed up about nine or 10 o'clock yeah. and it, and she was holding the tray. And you know what a drink, it starts getting watered down. And it's got that murky looking shit yeah. in it. That's what she was toting around. Nobody wants that. But anyway, no. back to Vegas. Okay. Um, like Dan said. It, we're not high rollers, you know. We're not, we're not throwing down a grand at the roulette wheel, but they don't care. They treat everybody the same. As long as you're dropping five, ten, twenty bucks on a, a game, a machine, it doesn't matter. Me and Cat had a routine going there. We would sit at the bar each night where they had the video poker embedded into the bar. Loved it. The Barbary <laughs> Coast. That's right. <laughs> so you stick a twenty in there. And you're sitting at the bar, and dude is just handing you free. As long as you're pushing that button and losing that 20, 
He's bringing your drinks. So we would start off there every night and then start roaming around. It was a great system. I hit for 50 bucks on a video poker machine straight flush at Caesars. 50 bucks. I thought thought this big money. Man. <laughs> I'm a fucking jarhead. You didn't know anything. Drinks are on me, fellas. So two Jack and Cokes and a rum and Coke. Jack and Coke is not Jack. It's, it's early times. Oh. Yeah, I know. Nine seventy-five. I go, man, fuck that. We can't afford to drink here. Go across the street, down a, down the road a little bit to the Barbary Coast. Twenty-five cent beer. Twenty-five cent house drinks. Oh, house drinks. Good God. Dude, seventy-five cents. We were killing it. What year was that? That was, it was 91, <laughs> 92. Right there at the first Gulf War. Anyway. All right. Not only can you gamble in Vegas, but you can also get the hookup. Speaking of prostitution, the state of Nevada allows licensed brothels or whorehouses to operate in 10 of the state's 16 counties. How does one get a license? You go here. (laughs) The prostitute has to go to the local municipality and get a license to be a prostitute. There's a zillion questions in in that process. They also have to have uh, drug tests every week. They then, sh- when you do get money from the John or whatever, you have to split it with with the uh, house. So, I think they have other uh, tests they run on those girls too, besides drug tests. Thank <laughs> God, <laughs> drug testing and what's sex the testing. big one? The, the sex testing. Well, the bunny ranch. Communicable diseases. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. STDs. But, yep. but here's the thing: Las Vegas is in Clark County where prostitution is illegal. That's right. So people think you can know, but you, you just got to drive over to one of the surrounding counties. It's a two-and-a-half-mile and, and, ride. And it's all good, yeah. Just, you can bike ride on over there. But, but here's the thing. If you get caught with a prostitute in Vegas, it's just a slap on the wrist. They, it's like a $1,000 fine, and you're on your way. That's the so old, it's really not right. frowned upon. That's, that's the old <laughs> wink, wink, nod, nod. It's illegal. I mean, uh, I haven't experienced that personally, but it's just what I heard. But anyway, one of the things I noticed about Vegas, time does not matter. 1 p.m. is like 1 a.m. It's all the same. If you want to eat, drink, or gamble, dude, it's 24-7, dude. It's, they pump oxygen into those places, so you're just you're wired all the time. Too much. You talk about one or two o'clock in the morning. I have seen people go to. Of course, I was broke, so I didn't have anything else to do but people watch. And go to the ATM at like one o'clock in the morning. Get out a stack of bills. Could have been ones. Could have been fives. Could have been hundies. See them back thirty minutes later. Same ATM. Getting it out on the. Oh. There goes the fucking mortgage. Yeah. <laughs> Come yeah, on, that's man. Bad. There's again to your point earlier. There has to be a cutoff point if yeah. you're going to go. Any and that's with any gambling. You know, horse racing, these new cell phone gambling things. All right, well, I'm not bragging. We're not elitist. I'm just I'm going to tell you we stayed at the Bellagio. It was all top shelf, treated well. It was well. an anniversary situation. Room okay. was nice. They got these water fountains out front, and it's a trip because at nighttime, the water fountains are lit up in different colors, and you can turn your television on a certain channel, and there's Frank Sinatra, Dean Martin, Sammy Davis Jr., and they're singing a tune, and the the music and the water fountains are in sync with each other, and it was it was pretty awesome. I mean, I kept looking out the window of our hotel room, going, 
you know, I'm looking over the Vegas Strip. There's the mountains in the background, the fountains going off, the light show. And I'm thinking, how the hell did this East End loser get here? You and know, I went, oh, yeah, I married the right girl. That's how I got here. You you talk about the Sinatra. and The, the, the big thing is shows in Vegas. And yes. nowadays, they're crazy. They're insane. That Creek of Del Sol, Adele, whoever. I, I think even the, that bad. Morrissey. Morrissey's at in Vegas right now. It's Smith's man. I'm a Smith fan, but not a fan <laughs> Didn't Aerosmith do a stint there? They Everybody. Did a residency. Everybody's oh, back in there. the day when I went, my the gunny, my gunnery sergeant was like, ah, I'm going to take in a show. Who are you going to see? And he goes, sha-na-na. <laughs> Get out of here. Well, that was, obviously, that was 1991, 92, whatever it was. And, yeah, nowadays they're off the hook. They're, they're, they got the greatest magicians and musicians and yeah that was one thing like me and cat would get up one day and we'd just go down to the strip and just go to the right and just go through the shops and stores and casinos or whatever on that way and then the next day we'd get up and go down to the strip and take a left and go through and go through all the shops and casinos that way and these dudes kept coming up to us trying to sell us tickets to the shows because right. back in my day you would actually buy a ticket it was a piece of cardboard that had like writing on it and that's how you got into stuff you couldn't really tell if they were legit or not i mean right. you could have just you know they could have been ripping you off but we we didn't even go to any shows that's my fault i'm sure cat probably wanted to go see something but i couldn't sit still long enough to do it uh, i didn't i didn't have enough coin to do i was looking to get drunk <laughs> and, and get paid and i, I got 50 percent of the equation yeah, they and they got those. Uh, I don't. Call, I call them street freaks. I don't know. You go up and you can get your picture taken with them. What is that like? Ten bucks a pop. They got like the gold man right. and the, the Vegas or... impersonator. I mean, Elvis impersonator. It's just yeah. It's. it's I mean, they're working. The they thing, they get up and yeah. spray paint themselves and go stand on the corner and you get take the, a picture with for ten bucks. The thing that struck me as odd, and I didn't think about it till after I left. There's no clocks anywhere. No. 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 Seven Elevens. The freaking no clocks anywhere. You have no idea what time it is, and they don't want you to know. No. I don't know. Every night, I think Cat mentioned it a little while ago. She would go to her favorite slot machine, and it was called Kitty Glitter. Okay. You know, it's a it's a penny slot machine now. It's it's got cats on it. Okay, so if, if I was ever looking for her, I knew exactly where she would be. <laughs> the kitty, kitty. Hey, I was a winner on that. That should have been one? called the kitty litter machine. Because I, <laughs> no, I think you won a little bit. I tell people all the time. I hear I hear people say, "Man, I hit for fifteen hundred at Caesars. Or I hit for you know this at that." If everybody that went there won, they'd be out of business right, tomorrow. Right. They're in the business to get the money out of your pocket and into theirs. I've had one good night gambling in my life, and we've had some break-even nights, but nothing to, uh, nothing to brag about. But one night we were there in Vegas, and so they had some music awards show that was going was, on down uh, the strip. And I think it was Usher. I'm not sure, but he was coming to the big nightclub that was at the Bellagio. Now, I'm trying to picture this now. All right, wifey's sitting there at, at the kitty glitter slot machine, the pity slot machine, and and the machine's located right 
on the walkway aisle in front of this big nightclub where Usher's supposed to be coming. And as the night goes on, these little 18-year-old girls kept coming in. Remember, Kat? And they all had the same kind of dress on. It was all the way up to their hoo-ha. And there's Kat sitting there with her watered-down rum and coke, hitting the button on the kitty glitter. And all these little 18-year-old girls are just lining up to go in this place. Look at your future, honey. It it was like two... generations right beside each other kind of not paying attention to each other it was two worlds colliding and so i just looked over there and just because my girl was looking good she had her leopard skin print dressy thing you had on my girl was she was looking like money now don't get me wrong but when i looked over there i just i just started laughing it was too funny but yeah the, the music thing like dan said everybody's been there donnie and marie Brittany, garth Cher, brooks and dunn the list goes apparently on and on it pays, dude. Dude, it's it a good well. gig i mean you don't have to travel you get to hang out in vegas till the end of your run i'm sure they get paid well i think that adele broad made she made a fortune oh right. yeah well the name that should pop up as far as music acts go in vegas what's the name Come on. Well, Sinatra, he built it. Wayne Newton. Come on, y'all. Mr. Las Vegas, baby. And guess where he was born? Norfolk, Virginia, right down the road. I did not know. I thought it was Roanoke. Was it Norfolk? Norfolk. 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 I'm sorry. When, When they went from throwing panties on the stage to throwing bloomers... I got, I got, I ditched the way. Dude is 112, and he's, <laughs> he's still be, going, dude. and his face looks the same. Gotta be. All right, what's his signature song? Don't shame. Sing it, Cat. Sing it. Yeah. That's all you know. Which is basically what? Thank you in Germany, right. something German like or something? In Germany. I think that's when the Beatles were in Germany. All right. A lot of people do get married in Vegas, and a lot of people get divorced in Vegas. Not the actual residents of Vegas. It's the outsiders who come in there, drink too much, make bad decisions. But, you know, that's what makes Vegas, Vegas. And remember, what's the line? It stays in Vegas. What goes on in Vegas stays in Vegas. All right. We're going to roll right into hot old blown off that's people. me sorry that's all right it's all good well, it was gone. and today's winner is oh yeah. we do have a listen to that drum roll <laughs> terry gar terry. terry gar 73 years old from lakewood ohio very, ohio very talented lady actress comedian she can dance she can sing she's been in everything close encounters mr mom tootsie and cat's favorite after hours. After oh, hours. Favorite is Inga. Inga? Okay. Young Frankenstein, the Mel Brooks movie. <laughs> she was Inga. Oh, get out. Mel Brooks fan. Look, the only reason Terry Gar made the cut is because she was in the oh 1989 blockbuster hit Let It Ride, one of the greatest horse mo- racing movies ever made. If you've never seen Let It Ride, it did nothing at the box office. But it's a great straight to movie. DVD. It's it's awesome. Straight it, to Steve's DVD collection. Look, this is how good this movie is. It wasn't even mentioned on our wiki page. They didn't even put it on there. But I got it downstairs on DVD, and I love it because it's a it's about horse racing. And like I said, I'm great at betting on horses. I'm just not good at winning. That, well, that goes back to the whole Vegas thing. <laughs> right. Her her mother was a rocket. 
Get out. Yeah. The, the, yeah. The, the kicking high, kicking chicks. And she was in, I think, like six or seven Elvis movies as a backup dancer when she Wow. Started. You got to start somewhere. Yeah. Oh, that's, yeah, that's exactly right. Those Elvis movies were. And she uh, was on. Whew. She was always on Letterman back in the day. Mm-hmm. Oh, wait. Yeah, she was always on Letterman. Turn it up. Terry Gar's cool lady. She was in a lot of stuff. If you don't know, remember who she is, just pull her up. You'll remember. Terry, love and kisses to you. All right. Speaking of horse racing, the cocktail of the week <laughs> is the mint julep. The official drink of one of my favorite days to get drunk, Kentucky Derby Day, baby. You know, they sell 120,000 mint juleps, Kentucky Derby week. Every year. How is that? Every year, 120,000. That's a lot of bourbon, Bubba. And unfortunately, the the 120,000 that they sell, they're not the high end. Oh. So, again, they use early times. No offense to anybody that likes early times. It's just not good burp. <laughs> no, well, then you're going to no. sit through the broadcast where they'll do the, what, the million-dollar yeah, or whatever no, yeah, with yeah. the Woodward Reserve. Yeah, but the 120000 that the schleps like me are drinking is early time. <laughs> and I got no problem with that. Once you get six or eight of them in you, they go down great. Hell, yeah. You're losing money on horse racing, and you do not care. Most historians think that drink was actually invented in Virginia. It was. Yeah. It was something about some kind of ice houses started showing up around here and it's something that they called it the iced julep that's the way it started well the originally they think it was made with brandy or rum Mm -hmm. but the poor southerners couldn't afford that but we could afford to shit out of some bourbon so that's (laughs) when it became our drink of choice yeah this drink should be in the two old guys back porch on the back porch hall of fame because guess what it's got everything it was first used for medicinal, medicinal purposes <laughs> it was Pe- made, made in virginia right it's got bourbon in it i mean people people who had stomach aches back in the day were like hey maybe some julep. i need a mixed drink to make me feel and there's a religious connection always, to the mint always so that one puts it right at the top of the list you know here's so, How's it made? All right. Take a highball glass. Muddle eight mint leaves. Didn't we muddle some mint leaves last week? We did. Yes, the mojito. Wow. I'm glad the we mojito. got a big bag of mint leaves around here. All right. Muddle them in a in a quarter ounce with a quarter ounce of simple syrup. <clears throat> Excuse me. Add two ounces of bourbon. Good bourbon. No Jim. No Jack. Dan says four ounces of bourbon. All right, you got crushed ice. Stir the hell out of it. Garnish with a mint sprig. What's a sprig? I don't know. It's a piece of mint. That's pretty easy, isn't it? I mean, or you can do cats easy way with mint syrup. Okay. <laughs> there is a there is a debate though because a lot of people, the purists, say you have to muddle the mint. Right. The new people, the uh, fancy new age. Delicately stir, uh, yes, yeah. Uh, rub it thing. and delicately stir it in. Yeah, so it's not that strong. I don't know who wins the debate there. I, I mean, it's, I've always had it just crushed with that wooden stick in the right. So I it's guess, the muddle, yeah. Bourbon, simple syrup, mint leaves. That's that's pretty easy. Cause we can mix in a lime there some kind of way. We got some. <laughs> <laughs> 
All right, the mint julep. Give it a go. It's not that hard. It's in the Hall of Fame. Woo! All right. Today, we were bumpered in with Steve Earle. I know Tequila Dan is a big fan of Steve. Huge fan. I did not know that he ran away from home at 14 to chase down Towns Van Zant, his idol. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> he found him. He eventually found him somewhere <clears throat> in Texas. 66 years old from Fort Monroe, Virginia. Virginia's in the house again. We're we don't do this on purpose. I mean, Fort Monroe is somewhere near Buckrow Beach down now. The, that Buck is old school Buckrow Beach, baby. Down there by the bay somewhere? Down there by the, the tunnel. Okay. I mean, Steve Earl, this guy, he's got three Grammys, started out as a songwriter in Nashville. He wrote songs for all the big dogs. Johnny Cash, Waylon Jennings, Willie Nelson, the list goes on. He did the Nashville thing himself. I think it was Guitar Town in 1986. And then, uh, of course, he told them to stick it. I'm going to go do my own thing. And he's been doing his own thing for years. Yeah, I didn't know he played bass for Guy Clark. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Wow. And he named his kid. Of course, he's passed away now. But J Justin Towns Earl, he named him after Towns. Yeah. I saw... I saw his son open up for Blackberry Smoke a couple years ago, and he was a talented guy. It was too bad um, what happened. Dude, he has been married seven. That is seven, <laughs> twice to the same woman, but he's been, dude's been married seven times? Yeah. He's a different cat. He, he is. He, that's why today we, we came in with the other kind, because Steve Earle is the he other kind. He is also an actor. He was in the... David Simon production of HBO of Treme about New Orleans. Oh yeah, I remember that. Yep. All right, everybody knows that. everybody knows Copperhead Road. That's another classic Steve Earle song. But he's he's got so much stuff out there now. I know. Uh, I think he came through here with Los Lobos a couple weeks ago, and of course I was an idiot. Well, we were down the beach. No, we were. It's freaking thirtieth wedding anniversary. I know. So. I know. Okay. But that would have been a show to go to. Anyway, Steve Earle, much props from two old guys on the back porch. That's all we got. I'm going to thank everybody for listening. And we will see you all down the road. See ya. These days I've been looking in the mirror and wondering if that's me looking back or not. I'm still the apple of my mama's eye. I'm my daddy's worst fears.